UFOs and flying saucers and ETs and government conspiracies, but I've seen none of the above. If I did, I think I probably would run a million miles, lose my little mind. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of X Files Talk X Files. The only podcast that is currently being sued for $446 million. $446 million. What about the second of all? There's no second of all. $446 million for you not listening. Hi everyone, I am your host David Howard, thank you for joining me today. Uh, once again, you hear them there, I have Riley Olson and Jessa Schlitt from xfilesnews.com joining me. Hello! Hey, thank you so much for coming back, it's been ages since you guys have been on here. Like, yeah, it's been a while. 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a long, long time. Um, we don't really have any X-Files revival news this week. But you guys have some news. You just got back from a very long road trip, so very long road trip. <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to? Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we started like back in St. Louis, Manifest Destiny style, with uh, two oxen and a wagon, and when you know it, <laughs> we forded the river. No, um, but no, we uh, we seriously, Roy flew into St. Louis, uh, which is where I am from, and. Um, we got in a Honda Accord and we drove through Nebraska, or, uh, across Missouri, um, through a little bit of Iowa, Nebraska to Wyoming, to Montana, to Idaho, to into British Columbia, to Vancouver, hung out there for a week and a half, and then drove down to Washington, Oregon, Utah, Colorado, Kansas, back to St. Louis. Yeah, so it was quite a trip. <laughs> This is a short little vacation. <laughs> the Exiles road trip, as we dubbed it. Yes. So, so tell us a bit about what you got up to in Vancouver. Um, we went and visited every Exiles location ever. Um, yeah, it's great. A lot of Exiles locations. I mean, you really can't do all of them, but we went to some of the most famous ones. Um, obviously, we went to Skyline Mountain, which is uh, Grouse Mountain, north of Vancouver. Um, we went to the Stroghold Mining Company, which is the Britannia Mine Museum um, up in Britannia, like an hour up uh, from Vancouver. Um, we went to Riverview Hospital, where <laughs> they're filming, actually. And I think every hospital ever in the X Files is like a <laughs> hospital. There are so yeah, many hospitals. We watching the episodes. I bet you saw it too, right? Like, um, it's just like you see like places, and you're like, you know what? We walk through there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I keep seeing. I'd be so, like, I've been up that staircase. Yeah. And then like yeah. I see something else. I'm like, I think we illegally trespassed there. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's been a lot of fun, like rewatching it now that I've seen some of the places. Like we went, yeah. um, like there's a whole bunch of places that have doubled for like multiple things. We were in the Vancouver Art Gallery. Um, we went to where they filmed like the pilot where they filmed the FBI when like Scully walks in. We went there. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Um, we, we went, we went the from Genderbender, like the yes. the little community farm barn area. <laughs> From Genderbender in season one, um, we, we went, went to the lake where they filmed um, Conduit and Quagmire, and, and we went to some forested area that looked familiar. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, yeah, this could have been on X Files. Why not? <laughs> we did that a little bit for the uh, forest and gender bender. Like literally, like we were walking around, and I was like, "This tree stump, yeah, this area." <laughs> well, I had a map and everything. Yeah, it was pretty good. So... Did you did you go to Frank Black's yellow house? Um, no, we did not. Oh. But we did go to the Peacock House. And we went to the Unremarkable House, which, interestingly, oh, yeah. is right next to home, Pennsylvania. <laughs> like, you know, like, yellow building, you know, then home. Um, it's, like, two feet away from the Unremarkable House. So, way to go into hiding, Mulder and Scully. Yeah. So, to be fair, he said that's the kind of place that he would want to settle down. So. Obviously. Which yeah. is right next to the forest in Schizogeny, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> so, are... Just a small world, don't you know? Yeah. But <laughs> so we saw a lot of cool things and met some cool files while we were up there. And then obviously we, during the road trip, we got to see like all sorts of cool American things. We went to Yellowstone, went to Crater Lake. Um, we, yeah, we searched for William in Wyoming, but we couldn't find baby William. So it's a little vast. bit disappointing. Very vast. It is a really large place, so... You know, I was living vicariously through some of your tweets <laughs> as you were traveling <laughs> up. From the land of dicks. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That, was, that cracked me up, so. Yeah. I think so. it was Dix, Nebraska. Was um, it? Probably. So. It's either oh, Dix, Nebraska or Dix, Wyoming. It was right around there. We were yeah. pretty slappy at that point, though. You drove for 16 hours on day one. You drove 193.7 miles. And if anyone wonders, driving backwards still counts towards the mileage. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ferris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you both had an awesome time, and I'm extremely jealous. Yeah. So. So I, we highly recommend that everyone do a road trip. It has to include Wyoming, because Wyoming's amazing. And uh, I mean, driving through Utah was pretty good, but Wyoming's kind of a must. You have to do it. Everyone has to do it. Yeah. So, anyway. Everyone um, should drive to Vancouver and visit the yeah. yeah, it's something I would like to do at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure um, most of our listeners would agree they want to do it yes. too. Yes. So. And plus, yeah. there's the X Marks the Spot book for Vancouver. There's LAX files um, for Los Angeles locations. So there's a lot of really good resources to help you find those. Um, and if you know any, like, locals up there, like, we... Um, we're hanging out with a file, Angie, and she showed us around like, all these like random locations we would never found. She's like, "This tree over here on the corner, like there was a major scene that happened right here." And it just looks the like literal words out of her mouth. This is where the elephant went down in fearful symmetry. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you even? Know that was that? an actual conversation we had. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Just even just driving around Vancouver, like you feel like you're in the X Files. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, well, before we get into tonight's episode discussion, uh, we have a listener question. And uh, listeners who have been paying attention for the last two episodes uh, will probably recognize this name. This is another question from Philippa Mann. The reason why we're doing so many of her questions is because she sent in lots of questions and nobody else has yet. So <laughs> I should send in a question. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll send in a question. Listeners, go to X-Files, talk xfiles.com, click on contact and send us your questions and then maybe we can have somebody else's next time. Who knows? Like, why are Jessa and Roy so awesome? That's a good question. <laughs> Thank you for sending that in at not Jessa and Roy. <laughs> 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 Gmail. 
Okay, so the question that we've got this week, and um, this is going to assume that we don't know anything about the upcoming revival, so this is just purely speculative fantasy. Mm-hmm. If you could choose one standalone episode to be revisited in the revival, which one would it be? Well, if I may go first. Um, go I would like to see a revisit of Triangle. And, but instead, Scully's thrown back in time and sees a past version of Mulder. Um, and I want it to be called, like, Square or Circle. <laughs> 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 uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, even, um... <laughs> like, quadrilateral. It should be called Quadrilateral. Like, like, even, like, Civil War. Um, like, yeah. Anything like that. Like, I would love to see Scully have to, like, try and rationally kind of explain it in her head that she just got thrown back and there's, like, a heavily accented Mulder playing something. I don't know. It's just what I want. So, kind of a monster, kind of not, but that's what I would like to be revisited. Okay. (laughs) See, I I think we can play off that Civil War theme and we can go back to the field where I died, right? And we're gonna, okay, we're gonna go a little bit off. Uh, into uh, analysis, which is arguably one of the best X-Files fanfics ever written, and we should just make our own within the revival, like a six-episode <laughs> mini-series um, out of this fanfic, and it would be amazing. Um, so we should do that. Um, as far as, like, actual X-Files episodes, um, I think some of my favorite standalone episodes, like, they were wrapped really nicely, like Pusher uh, with Kitsunagari or like Squeeze and Tombs. Like some of my like favorite monsters have been like wrapped up nicely and I don't think there's, I mean, the X-Files writers are really good. You could do more, but I mean, I feel like a lot of those stories are wrapped too well. Um, I think Home ended with enough of a cliffhanger that you could, you know, track down the Peacock brothers and they could be up to something like really despicable and that would be um, good television probably not be allowed on the Fox network, but um, that would be pretty mm-hmm. interesting. The comics are bringing them back, actually, so. They are. I wouldn't mind the invisible Ponce de Leon people from Detour, because technically one of them was not found and was underneath Scully's motel bed, and I would love to see them pop up, because that is devotion, and that is scary. <laughs> Yeah. to have him chasing Sally for like 20 years <laughs> so anyway no one would understand what's going on they'd just be like I oh, would. oh whatever everyone loves detour just like throughout the whole revival like Scully will just have this like awkward blur <laughs> two red eyes just watching her and then... yeah. the whole time every episode all six I think they should do that actually I would, I would love... That's one of my... Well, no, we shouldn't talk about that. We're talking about other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Okay. See, this is a question I found really, really hard to answer because I it sort of went through the whole list of episodes about two or three times just trying to think which one. I thought, well, that's kind of... They're all kind of wrapped up and the ones, you know, like you said about Pusher, well, that had a sequel that wasn't so great, so... Yeah. Um, the first one was amazing, though. It's one yes. of my favorite episodes ever. So yes, yeah. I don't think you could top it. Like I don't think it could be topped. So yeah. Well, I came up with a joke answer, which was field trip. Uh, <laughs> that, that maybe reveal that they 
um, you know, are still down there, buried, and that would out all this time. That would then void all of the mythology that happens oh, after that point, which uh, I would be fine with. I would okay. I'd be okay with that too, actually. You know, we'd miss out, we'd miss out on some of the good standalones, but you know, I'd be happy if the mythology after that was all void and we could start over, and maybe that's why the lone gunmen are back. Um, yeah, my God, that would actually be like genius. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad that Tiffany is not on this podcast. <laughs> she will be very upset because you're like killing off some important Mulder Skelly stuff. I mean, I like that stuff too. Like, there's some really good, like, awesome Mulder Skelly moments well, later. Well, on. they can happen again. That's fine. Um, maybe we can get more this time. Well, see, like, what I was thinking was that the re- you know the reason that we find out they've been down there all this time is that there's two new agents who are assigned to the X Files called Doggett and Reyes, and they're the ones who actually rescue Mulder and Scully. That would be cute. Twist. Exactly. I like it. Clearly, you should have <laughs> like pitched like, this idea. <laughs> Not that I've been giving this some thought for the last twenty years, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so so more seriously, uh, I was thinking that two episodes that I don't know if they would be direct sequels but have concepts that I really like would be Shapes and Hellbound because Shapes they say see you in eight years and that never happened mm-hmm. yeah you're season right. nine and Hellbound is kind of a repetitive story even though it's kind of wrapped up there it's something that could come up again yeah. um, but then I was also thinking that um, the amazing Malini I thought would be a good one just because those characters just works so well together in that episode, and you could have a completely different story with those same characters in it. Yeah, yeah. They should just get their own show. That like would be a good. Show. Ricky J could just sit there and read the phone book, and you'd just be enthralled. I mean, sure. <laughs> everyone says about Morgan Freeman's voice, but give me Ricky J any day. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's some. Obviously, the revival isn't going to go back to any of the standalone episodes. They've like made that clear, but. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I think they want A to do newer stories and B I don't think they want to make it as exclusive, you know, because they want fans new fans to be able to jump in um and not be like really confused. I mean, I still think they're really <laughs> apart confused. from the mythology ones. <laughs> Uh, there's definitely going to have to be like a previously on the X-Files that's like an hour long before <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or just, or just tell all your friends to listen to this whole series of podcasts yeah. before it yeah. starts that works for me yeah, actually yeah, smart idea exactly, that's why we're doing this <laughs> it's all coming back to me anyway people who tune in they're like watching the game that night january 24th like oh the x-files let's watch that and be like which one's Mulder? which one's scully um so it's gonna be interesting all right let's get into our episode discussion yes we are doing is it schizogeny or how do you pronounce it schizogeny schizogeny yep schizogeny through to the red and the black so we have six episodes some of them are really good Unfortunately, the first one we're going to talk about is not that great. It is probably inarguably the worst episode of season five. I don't think it's a terrible episode, but when you compare it with the rest of season five, it doesn't rank anywhere near any of the others. And it's an episode that is largely forgettable. And I'm sure people who listen to this podcast who haven't watched all these episodes ahead of us discussing them today probably trying to think which one is that it's the one with the killer <laughs> with the trees, trees. <laughs> yeah 
the trees are really pretty good though the hazelnut orchard yeah. that they used to film in multiple episodes we also went there by the way um they were really gorgeous the way they like canopied over oh yeah beautiful i always love that yeah so i can't like hate the episode that much because <laughs> of the pretty trees so. That's probably the best part of it. Yeah. Of it. Probably, the yeah, like the plot of it just doesn't really. It's like what? It's, <laughs> it's a little odd. Um, it's just I don't know. It doesn't like make sense. a whole lot of sense. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's like they have two or three different elements of stuff going right. on, and they never yeah. really converge. It. it like, oh, since when are you controlling trees? How about that? <laughs> yeah. It's just the just the teaser, you know, it starts off and it's just like just another teen angst episode, just the same as DPO, except this time instead of a guy who can control lightning, it's it looks like a guy who can control trees. I mean that's what it you glean from the teaser, at least. Really the most interesting thing I have to say about this episode is the casting. Uh, the girl who plays Lisa is Catherine Isabel, who's the, actually the daughter of X-Files production designer Graham Murray. And she was also the star of the werewolf movie Ginger Snaps, if anybody's seen that. I've not seen that. And the uh, the therapist in the episode, Karen, is played Lucy by... Lucy Butler! Exactly! Yeah. There we go. That's uh, Sarah Jane Redmond, who is yeah. uh, in Millennium... But no spoilers for people who haven't watched Millennium. That's the next podcast. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chinga. Yes. Ugh, which how is, dare you? Which apparently is a bad word. So let's yes. go yes. with let's go with bung honey instead because that just mm-hmm. seems so much cleaner. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, a- apparently, chinga is a bad word in Spanish, and so the episode name was changed to bung honey in some countries outside of America. Yes, it yes. was. Which, to me, is kind of blasphemous because, you know, that, that, that's not what it's called. You know, any yeah. movie or any TV show, you know, if it's given a name, that's the name. You can't go and change it to something else. Are, are we allowed to curse on here because you know what it means? <laughs> <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and enlighten us. It means, okay, it comes, it's, it's more like um, Spanish spoken in Mexico um, because um, they use the verb, it's to fuck chingar and so when you're saying chinga it's almost like a command like fuck I don't know but it's like it's it's kind of it's just very it's like the worst word really you could just it'd be like having like an episode just called like fuck you (laughs) Um, Um, maybe Stephen King started like writing and working with Chris Carter and that was just like his like mindset after like <laughs> Chris Carter for so long, he was just like, I'm gonna name this fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility. From, but, yeah, um, yeah. Well, actually, all the does not sound like the most harmonious writing experience for anybody involved. <laughs> if um, Avi actually has like a draft of Chinga, or I'm sorry, Bung Honey, uh, <laughs> he has a draft of it. Um, before Chris like really cut it down, because I heard the characterization when Molinsko interacts off. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's different, and it's not like the original one by any means. I don't think. I think it's just like somewhere in between. Um, and Chris like cuts Stephen down significantly. That's why Chris has a writing credit, I think, because he just like went through and like red mark stuff. He's like, no, no, no. But um, I maintain that Stephen King's like main purpose in writing this episode was to put Jillian Anderson in a bathtub because. <laughs> I would be like, what can I do in this episode? Well, I can make one of my favorite characters naked. That seems like a good idea. And then, like, she, uh, and then she can reach across the, the room with her foot to close yeah. the door. And, and she carries her boombox with her on vacation. Think about that, because it's chilling in her room in the hotel. She's playing, she's listening to classical music on a boombox. It's like, did you bring that with you? Maybe it was just in the hotel. Yeah, it could have been. Also, I don't know, it was pretty peculiar. <laughs> Um, and then the book she was reading was hysterical. It was something like the affirmation for women who do too much. Yes, yeah. Usually, <laughs> be like, like Scully reading a book about patting herself on the back. Like, I'm not really sure. Did you also notice the title of the uh, video case that Mulder had on his desk when he when she calls him? Alien probe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. But anyway, yeah, um, I don't know, the episode, I, it's my, um, it's my best friend's from St. Louis, Audra, it's her favorite episode, she's like, that friend that never got into X-Files, even though you were trying to show them, <laughs> they like, like one episode, this is, this is her episode, so, I have to kind of, obligatory shout out. Alright, Audra. Yeah, there are better episodes you could choose out <laughs> she, she just likes the freaky doll and she also likes that Scully like throws her in the microwave when there's like liquid gasoline and shit on the ground like you're creating fire Scully look what's on the floor look what's been poured all over the floor good job anyway yeah Chinga <laughs> yeah I mean it's, it's, really it's an episode that I remember being pretty good back in the day and I like one that I've it. seen several times and it didn't really hold up for me on this most recent viewing unfortunately really? I actually no, there's still some I, solid moments in it but uh, I don't know it just like it didn't shirt. really come together yeah, you got her t-shirt you know you have some yeah. classic moments there with the, the girl getting her hair stuck in the ice cream machine yeah. and yeah, that's good. anytime the doll turns up and the you know the hokey pokey and I want to play and the pencils in the ceiling there's lots of cool stuff going on in here but I don't know it just didn't all really gel to me as much as it has in the past well I have a nostalgia story that's embarrassing on my part go for <laughs> it we love that <laughs> um, so I watched X-Files like as it came out so um, what was really funny is that when it came out I was in first grade so season one first grade season two second grade so it's really easy to remember what I like chronological my life based on seasons but anyway so it was season five so i was in fifth grade and i was on the playground and i remember watching it um and Mulder, you know jokingly asked scully to marry him fifth grade year old me like took that to heart <laughs> <laughs> and like i like told i remember telling people on the playground that Mulder asked scully to marry him and oh my god <laughs> like, who is this kid what are you talking That's about? Sad. But, like, no one cared. <laughs> I can't. But, like, but I just remember, like, telling everyone who would listen. And it's like, my mom's like, did you hear any of the other part of the conversation? And I was like, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so I, I have a little special place in my heart for this episode. For that moment. 
Yeah, I don't like dislike it. It's just not on my favorites list. Oh, and I really want some no, lobster. No, I don't, I don't dislike it at all. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying it's not quite as good as I remembered it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, it's a it's a decent enough episode. It's better than some other Stephen King movies that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But the, um, I, was kind of, I was watching it again. The actress who plays the mother, she, she seems so familiar to me, but I looked her up on IMDb and I don't think I've seen anything else that she's done, but she know, I guess she just has one of those faces. But yeah. Two of the uh, actors in that have been in X-Files previously. Obviously the guy who plays the sheriff here mm-hmm. played Sheriff Kim Manners in um, Jose Chung's From Outer Space. Yeah. So this time he's directed by the actual Kim Manners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which might have been an interesting conversation on set the first time, seeing as how that character was based on him. Yeah. But um, the old fisherman. Do you know who I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah. The, the guy you, that was on the boat with yeah. um, the father. Do you remember who he's played previously on the X-Files? Oh my god, I knew this. Uh... Oh my god, I know this. No, I don't. I have no idea. He was the old retired detective who used to hunt uh, Victor Oh, Tombs. Yeah. So in the course of about four years, the guy looks about 20 years younger. Yeah, he does look really different. But yeah, okay episode, like, right in the middle. Average, kind of. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's there. It's a season four, season five episode. You know, it's... It probably got a lot of publicity because it was Stephen King wrote the X Files, so it's probably one of those episodes that even like a casual fan would be able to remember. You know, oh, it's that's mm-hmm. the one, the scary doll and the hokey pokey. Yeah, right. It's kind of classic Stephen King elements to it, so a little yeah. weird. Next up, then we have Kill Switch, which yes. is an awesome, awesome episode. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much more this last viewing that I just recently did. I don't know why, but I think it's amazing now. I've always thought this episode is amazing. and I loved it. Lots of explosions. Yeah, the explosions are really good. A really big canvas. You know, this is a proper... They say every episode is like a mini-movie. This one is a friggin' movie. Yeah. And it just takes the X-Files in a complete, into a completely new genre, a uh, different sort of story style that it hasn't done before. And I said... Um, when we're talking about um, the the time travel episode, Synchrony. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is doing the Exiles in a completely different genre, something totally different. This is doing the same thing, but it's doing it on an even bigger scale. And it's highly entertaining. It was really good. I did want to punch that nurse. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad Scully just... I I wanted to punch her so hard. Jillian, like was awesome in that scene where she like fake kicks you know all the nurses and it's just really good i mean like just yeah roundhouse punch yeah uh, this episode you know it's written by uh, william gibson and tom maddox who later on did season seven episode first person shooter both of those episodes you know have a lot of eye candy for the guys but uh both some of the most feminist episodes the x-files has ever produced because scully kicks ass in both of them that's true, she does. Yeah, I think they just really like Skelly. <laughs> they just wanted <laughs> to see her with, like, guns and explosions and stuff, so. Yeah. It's an interesting concept, like, artificial intelligence and being to, like, upload yourself to it. Soon we'll all be able to upload ourselves to the cloud. So. To the cloud! 
Um, you guys yeah, haven't it, done that already? I have not. I do <laughs> not have a big enough hard drive. Procrastinating my AI transfer, sorry. Uh-huh. Eventually. It was very, like, Isaac Asimov-y. Um, like you said, I kind of brought it into a new genre a little bit. And um, I think it'll be an episode that, like, even 20 years from now, like, from 2015, that you can look back on and be like, whoa, like, they actually, you know, thought about that back then. Mark my words. <laughs> I'm just writing a note down now. 20 years. <laughs> Yes, In 20 years, we really will all be just disembodied voices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After the revival, we can just upload ourselves to the cloud, because that's it. Like, we've accomplished everything, and it'll be fine. So. <laughs> and it, it bears yeah. mention that uh, last year, the Johnny Depp movie Transcendence came out and basically took the, the plot of Kill Switch and tried oh, really? to, try to make a movie out of it about people who basically upload their consciousness to the internet. Right. And the movie was a big fat flop. Okay. Exiles did it first and presumably did it better. Yep. Yeah. I Always. I haven't seen Transcendence, but that's my assumption. The Exiles is definitely better. Sorry, Johnny Depp. I was drunk, but... Uh... <laughs> but you saw it? I think so. It's like one of those movies that was just like on in the background and you're like, oh yeah, and you like watch for a hot second, but then something catches your eye and then yeah. shot, 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 shot. So, I mean, typical Tuesday. No, <laughs> it was, I didn't really pay attention, but yeah, it, um, I, I remember it not being that great. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. That's because Mulder and Skelly weren't in it to kick butt. But, um, but yeah, this episode was just really, um... Just a I big loved, episode. I loved, like, I loved even Scully in it when, um, when she kind of gets kidnapped a little bit by, yeah. um, Mizagoth, and then Mizagoth just, like, breaks down, starts crying, and Scully, who was, like, getting ready to, like, kick butt, still has time to, like, put a comforting hand on her shoulder, like, no... I still feel for you. Yeah. You did just kidnap me, but I still feel for you. I love Scully. Yeah, she's awesome. Anyway. (laughs) I think my favorite scene, um, like, shot-wise, is them walking away from, like, the trailer at the end, where, like, Scully's, like, dragging Mulder, and it explodes, and it's just, like, an epic explosion. It's really cinematic, and... Oh, yeah, and you even have, like, the embers just landing in the trees Mm -hmm. as they're running through them. It looks so cool. Yeah, so I think that's one of my favorite parts, and it looks really good in, like, X-Files videos, too, so it's always a favorite, but... I also like the... the uh, Scully knows how to, like, back up a car and do a J-turn. Yeah. I guess they teach, like, aggressive driving in FBI school, I don't know. Yeah, I think they would. At Quantico, yeah. which is probably an aggressive driving course. Yeah. Hey, she pulls in! You know, the light's off, and she's really smooth, and then when she's backing up, you know, Mulder's just like, yeah, go, go! So it's like, the car's just hitting the side. <laughs> I bet they did not get their deposit back on that car. No. Uh, I wonder if Jillian was just like, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe she likes to yeah. back up cars and break taillights and stuff. You know? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Alright, so next up then is one of our favorite episodes. Yes. This podcast is about that. Yes. 
Yeah, and for, for people who've been listening to this podcast for a while, I think about the second time I recorded with Roy and Jessa, they reserved this episode. Yes. <laughs> so, we're talking Bad Blood. This is a fan favorite yes. episode. It's on many fans' top five lists. It's on my top five list, without a doubt. Three. It's probably in my top three or two, yeah, for sure. That's really good. Um, what I just love about this episode, this is the one where... Um, starts off with Mulder killing a vampire, but it turns out that he has fake vampire fangs in. And so Mulder and Scully then give their alternative accounts of the events leading up to that. And you know, I think everyone just loves it because it's a humorous episode, but all the humor comes out of the characters and their perception yeah. of themselves and of each other. It's written by Vince Gilligan. It is one of the best episodes of the history of the show. And it makes me really, really sad that Vince Gilligan is not coming back for the revival. Yeah. Yeah, he's busy with Better Call Saul. I think if he weren't busy, like I think he'd be like hands down, he would have come back. But mm. yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he just he's my, he's one of my favorites. You know, he's always like all of his episodes are like pretty solid, and this one is just hilarious. It's like so entertaining to see Mulder and Skelly see each other, and then like the exaggerations um, and Skelly. And, you know, Sheriff Hartwell and Mulder's perception of, of his teeth and, you know, everything about this episode is entertaining. And I think most files could, like, recite most of the lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many good scenes. Yeah. So many it's, little... It's so quotable. It's, like, one of the most quotable Exiles episodes. Like, Large Marge and 460 like... million. It's nothing. Uh, goat I remember, Roy, I don't know if you remember this, at Paley Center at New York a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, when they were up there, this is one of the the scene with her weighing all the organs and stuff. Yeah. was played because it was one of, Jillian, like, picked the scene. That she could, yeah, they, they both picked, like, I think three scenes each yeah. to show. And, and this Jillian is what, and I remember to the right of my face was, like, the TV that the people on stage watch, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, roll the clip. And I was mouthing the words. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure Roy was too. Probably. <laughs> but we were saying the scene, like, in time. And I remember the lights come up. And I think Jug Jillian is just, like, laughing at us. But I want to believe. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but this, um, this episode. favorite episode, obviously. It's also yeah. the only episode she remembers filming. Um, <laughs> so it was hard to narrow it down. But. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, Jillian. I can see that, you know, sort of like the producers behind the scenes sort of looking at the episodes that are coming up for season five. They think, okay, Kill Switch, we have about four or five really big explosions. Does somebody Mm -hmm. want to write a script where we can just shoot, you know, a bunch of scenes that are all in the same location? (laughs) And so that's what they've done here. They have, you know, the scene in the. in the funeral home, where okay, mm-hmm. we get a bunch of scenes down there because we're going to do it from two different perspectives. They'll be separated in the episode, and we'll just do that throughout. Yeah, a lot of it's... repetition, but it works. And <laughs> well, in yeah. How the Ghost Stole Christmas, Chris Carter, because he had spent so much money, he promised Fox that he would like do one episode like in the same like place. Yes, and that was like the episode, but it still ended up being really expensive. Um, I but... think I think that that was a suggestion by the. Um, the set designers or something or the Probably. whoever whoever builds the set 
was a suggestion that hey maybe we should do an episode that just takes place in one location yeah, one uh, thinking that it would be yeah one room thinking that it would be uh, a bit of a break for all of the production crew and it ended up being like this <laughs> elaborate set and they yeah, were the we're busiest need department to have a, of all <laughs> place under the floor to hide some bodies and we need a working fireplace and yeah. it's like no 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 we weren't volunteering to take on all the work so everybody else could have a break. <laughs> we met all of us yeah but I, yeah, I notice a lot I do a lot of my mannerisms from exaggerated scully actually um, from, from, bad from, which, blood. from which perspective um, from Mulder's. Um, Roy can attest, I learned to crack my neck from watching Scully in this episode. Yeah. I kid you not. Um, yeah, watching Jillian, like, how she, like, juts her chin, I actually learned how to crack. Oh, I wonder if I could do it on the mic right now. I wonder if you oh, guys yeah, could no. You want to you hear it? <laughs> I heard it, like, every no. day when you crack your neck on the Yay? mic. You can cut it out. Or I don't have to do it. Just okay. do it. Might as well do it. At this point. I don't even know if it'll come over, but oh my god, it's gross. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. And that was just me like turning my head, not using my hands. If I use my hands, it's really loud. But um, yes, it is. <laughs> but uh, but I learned to do that from Bad Blood, and. Anytime I don't want to go anywhere, I say it exactly like the I don't want to go to Dallas. <laughs> like I, I, I say it just like that, and like a lot of my humorous mannerisms come from that episode. I'd say. So anyway. Nice. <laughs> well, this ep- the the town that this episode takes place in is called Cheney, Texas, <laughs> and apparently there is actually a town called Cheney, Texas, and it's like <gasps> less than two hours away from where I am right now. Um, and I've never should, been, so you should go there like after we're done. You should drive yeah. there and take a picture. You're gonna need like some light. But... I'll I'll do it at some point. <laughs> yes. Um, we we searched for Belfort, Oregon when we were in Oregon, but it doesn't Didn't exist. Didn't find it. <laughs> So that's unfortunate. Let's round up the discussion on bad blood and uh, everybody's favorite moment from the episode. Hmm. Oh, I really like um, after like the townspeople have all disappeared and Mulder and Scully find each other and um, Mulder goes to like check her over and she just like turns her neck for him so that he can yes. like check her neck. I think that's one of my favorite parts. Um, it's just like really cute and very like Mulder and Scully. Yeah, I really love the bit in that scene where he's checking his own neck out in the car and he accidentally hits the horn and <laughs> he jumps back. Oh, actually, Bad Blood with the magic fingers. I think it marks the first time Mulder and Scully are in bed together. I don't think we've seen them in bed together before. <laughs> okay. Just so you know. <laughs> You're aware. Oh, and the inventor of the magic fingers died a couple years ago. So. Aww. Little. Excellent. My favorite part, um, I really have to say it's the part where Mulder's asking for any, like, obvious signs with the sheriff at the graveyard, and he, when he says, like, <laughs> when he's like, you hear, any, you know, lack of birds singing, and the guy goes, there you go, I don't got, you hear no birds. Of course, it's winter, and we ain't got no birds. For some reason, like, my brother and I, 
loved that part yeah. of the episode. And so Luke Wilson just kills it. Yeah, he's he really good. kid from the Sandlot does an amazing job too. I hate to call him that; he's got a real name. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no mandem mandem Yeah, magication. He's so good. Every and then like when Scully starts like you know talking about like hematodipsia. Oh, it's such a good scene. Um, and Mulder just like steps back and he's like And yeah. then but then Mulder does his little like, you know, the ancient Ubu, you know, when even red hair was assigned to me. Like I love how they each in their own versions make them sound so smart. Yeah. So like that's also kind of my yeah. favorite part. We well, also had that awesome bit in Mulder's version when he's starting off in the office and he has to click through all of the slides when she's already really oh impatient. <laughs> and he's just another awkwardly clicking through one dead cow after another. <laughs> so much good stuff in there. Oh, wait, we should take a poll. Is it the Davy Crockett Motor Court or the Sam Houston Motor Lodge? If you play the video game, it uh, you have to like choose. And I remember it's based on whose version it is. <laughs> It's it's really funny. The video, the PlayStation Two video game is amazing. Just for resist anyone. or serve that one. Yes, I know. We'll actually kind of talk about that with Red and the Black. But anyway, well, yeah, let's get let's get into that. Uh, okay. Next up is okay. Patient X and the Red and the Black two parter yes. that introduced Cassandra Spender and Jeffrey Spender, who mm-hmm. both become a bit more significant as things go on. Yes. Yes. But um, before we get into that, actually, let's backtrack to Chinga real quick because okay. it's you know Scully centric episode. And throughout the course of the episode, she's investigating these killers, these killings, and comes to believe that it has something to do with this doll. And you know, by the end of the episode, she microwaves the doll, knowing that that's what's causing it. So that's following on from Gethsemane and the Redux trilogy. That's that's really the episode where Scully sort of becomes a believer or somebody who accepts that extreme possibilities could be behind things. Yes, but then she forgets about it, like, a couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Mulder, it cannot have been aliens. I know there was an alien, like, right behind me, but it was so, not <laughs> Point of like, Chinga is an episode that we've discussed tonight, which is where you kind of get to see that Scully has transitioned to the Believer, and then Patient X, Red and the Black, it's all about getting them back to where they started off, where, yeah. where Scully's the skeptic, Mulder's the Believer, and that's right. kind of... Chris Carter's master plan for season five so that they could tread water until they got to the movie that they'd already shot. Yeah, they had to make sure they came in at the right place, I guess. But So, um, a lot of new stuff happens here to do with the mythology, and oh gosh, you know, yes. whereas before it was all about you know some sinister aliens were going to invade Earth and that there's been this big government conspiracy going on, this is where it starts to get really quite sci-fi because there's a whole other race of aliens out there and there's some intergalactic war and it's everybody's coming to Earth now because they some aliens trying to colonize Earth, the other aliens don't want them to colonize Earth. And it all just goes in a place you didn't really expect it going. <laughs> yeah. It is a pretty But the good news is the crycheck is back, so yay for that. Yeah. Yeah, and he kicks butt with one yeah. hand, too. <laughs> um, we went to the Ruskin Dam, too, where they shot this. Yes. Um, it is a really cool location. Ended up, like, wading through some water <laughs> to get, yes. like, a good angle on it. Um, don't worry <laughs> about doing short that. To um, wade through the water. <laughs> yeah. 
but it is a really cool location and I mean obviously everyone knows that they built like the separate like bridge where they film like the close-ups of the abduction scene um, but they did like light up the bridge and they controlled the lighting on the waterfall and they controlled like uh, the flow of the water about how, you know they the like BC Hydro like gave them like some really nice control over the whole thing and they had helicopters flying and they had to get approval from the town so um, what they ended up doing was um, basically they made like I think a large donation <laughs> to the town um, and they put in like a park for kids like a playground or something like that and <laughs> now where have I heard that before <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, and then everyone fell in the hole and died. Um, but they also, they had the, like, this big meeting to get people to approve it. And at the end of the meeting, they like handed out like autographs <laughs> to people to just like win them over. Um, and obviously they did end up, you know, shooting there and it's a really cool location. So everyone should go visit it. But, um, now you know more about the Ruskin Dam. So <laughs> back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this, um, you know, it follows on from Tunguska and Termo bringing in the old Russian side of the conspiracy again. And this, you know, it's quite cool that this two-part is that the well-manicured man really has a big part to play, uh, which is good because, uh, you know, in the movie he plays a big part and you don't <laughs> see him after yes. that. Right. He's that my must favorite. have been weird for the actor to, like, know his fate and then, like, season five, come back. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's my favorite, actually, and he's always so good. You know, he's just always that polished, like, awesome, um, I don't even know. He's just, like, special. Is that a cat? But then, he, but then he becomes a big softie. Yeah. He really does have some good reservations about the project, which is good. He should have some reservations about it, but he's a cool guy. And uh, once again, um, the writers of the X Files show that they are, uh, you know, have a, have a good grasp of international uh, cultures and stuff because they name the one Russian character in this Dimitri. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. not stereotypical at all. <laughs> uh, it's fine. We didn't. What's the other boy's name though? I don't know his name. He was in it. He probably had a name that wasn't Dimitri. Anyway. Yeah, he probably did. I can't see yeah, it listening probably... right here, but uh... but it is a really like cinematic two-parter. You know, things are on fire. They're you know killing people, lighting them on fire on bridges and in Russia. And um, that scene with um, I think it's in the the red and black with like the syndicate standing above that like window, looking down in the operation theater. Yeah, oh, that was... is an awesome. Like scene, I don't even know where that window thing is, but I want one. Um, <laughs> probably should have visited it. <laughs> but there's some awesome, like really great, like cinematic moments. You know, so it, these episodes are obviously really crucial to mythology, but also like really visually stunning. Um, makes you want to watch them even more. So I think they're pretty good episodes. Yeah, and they do a really good job in the red and the black when Scully's going under hypnosis and recounting it. You know, just how iconic and strikingly visual they make that whole sequence when it could just be her sitting you know I mean, she does a great yeah. job acting that just sitting there you know talking through it but you obviously have the the flashes of visual of what's actually going on as well and that whole sequence at the end of the episode where Mulder is on the um the army truck trying mm -hmm. to get the the rebel who's in there 
And that's just like a sequence right out of EVE. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty similar. With the alien coming down, and, but it's it's so well done. It looks so cool. Yeah, it's pretty. Now I want to watch them again. I actually really loved that last scene when they're in the car and Mulder got oh, caught really with good. his head in his hands, and there's like the red and the blue um, police lights. Oh. And there's rain on the windows, and she grabs his hand, and it's just like so adorable. She's just so scully. Yeah, and I I really like when after they're at the Ruskin Dam, and Mulder goes and he's like looking through like the bodies, and he sees that one with red hair, and he just like panics. And the way he like he's got his like trench coat, and it's like billowing out really nicely, and um like he's desperately searching for scully and when she's been found and the hospital scene is really good um everything about these episodes is pretty awesome yeah i was writing i was writing a little um blurb on on this two-parter earlier on today and you know going back to what i was saying about this is where they sort of go back to their original positions on skeptic and believer and how uh, after the red and the black Mulder becomes a believer again after mm-hmm. witnessing an alien abduction, and Scully becomes a disbeliever again after <laughs> witnessing the exact same thing. That's like what Scully does, though. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, and then they're they kind of just like wrap up the season nicely before you get to the end where they really start everything for Fight the Future. So this is really like the well, I mean, it's really kind of the lead up to fight the future yeah and some um, fight the future music in it yeah it did i know everyone noticed that so um yeah mark snow started like borrowing from himself yep. in this episode so well that's fine because nobody cheered the movie score yeah, at that point so. it doesn't matter and then right. it just fits nicely together yeah so but yeah fight the future music is pretty good so it's, oh it's amazing it's fun to hear it throughout the season so especially in the end yeah. I'm just trying to think. It kind of, you know, because the whole talk about the rebels and stuff, and obviously they're not mentioned in the movie at all. And I wonder if they'd even thought of that idea before shooting the movie. You know, I had that same thought watching it. Is it something that just sort of fills in the gaps, or? Uh, but you know, it it works fine regardless because this kind of gives another dimension to the whole Black Oil storyline mm-hmm. that you don't need to know because the movie is all about figuring out. Okay, that that's how they're going to distribute the virus to the populace. Yeah. Which we kind of already got from Zero Sum, but the movie's awesome, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Don't think about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to do a special podcast on uh, the Fight for Future movie in uh, two weeks' time, so it's going to be a big one. We can tell you all about how Mulder and Skelly got back from Antarctica. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> He's like, I know, I'm, I'm aware. Like, let me just start Please. reading page one of eight. <laughs> but I do want to shout out to Jeffrey Spender, who's like still a horrible person and continues to be for a long time. Um, I really hate him. <laughs> I just, I, Skelly hates him too. Um, especially in Triangle, you were talking about Jessa earlier. Um, oh, he's such a little weasel. But you is. know what, Chris Owens looks totally different in... Uh, Impatient X than he did when he was playing young cigarette smoking man. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, because I was, okay, yeah, it's the same guy, we knew that and stuff, but I don't know, there's just something about it when I was re watching this week that I just thought, okay, he's 
I guess he's acting because he, <laughs> he he does look completely different, even though he looks exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and obviously he looks completely different from the last role that he played on the X Files as well. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna say. You can look it up if you're curious. <laughs> it's a little bit different, but um, I mean, he does do it really well. Like you do consistently, kind of want to like, like slap him. He's just like always in the way, making like the wrong decisions, and yeah, he gets a lot more bumbling in uh, Two Fathers, One Son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else to say on um, any of those episodes that we've talked about tonight? Babylon is the best. It is. It is. Um, I think that sums it up. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, in that case, let's move on to the quiz portion of the right. show. These really hard. What's the difficulty level here? It's um. It's easy because I'm exhausted. It's yeah. <laughs> it's easier <laughs> than the ones I normally throw at you guys. At you guys because. You know, normally, when I, normally I'm writing these, I don't know what it is. You guys get the episodes, but I tend to have the I tend to think of easier questions when really, you two are the ones who should be getting the really hard ones. Yeah, but, uh, okay. I do have the container, like the shipping yard container from Kill Switch. I did write down the number, so I've uh, got that. Okay, well, that's technically <laughs> cheating. <laughs> okay. Just do it on her hand, so it does, it does, it's not cheating if it's on yeah. your hand. So. Oh. <laughs> so five questions jump in if you know the answer question one in schizogeny or schizogeny god I can't say it it's like mandification in schizogeny how is Lisa's father killed uh, the branch oh he po- he gets pulled out the window he gets pulled yeah. right yeah. He does get pulled out the window. He has, a little, whoa, whoa, whoa. he has a little, like, stick in his neck. Yeah, and that's how, like, Mulder is, like... He wasn't pushed. He's, like, a huge chip. That's not even a chip. It's, it's a... It, it's, he has plate material in his neck. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. It's the evil trees. Which, I love how the medical examiner missed, but Mulder found it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. But yes, okay. <laughs> Question two. In Chinga, what is the name of the daycare? Oh my god, it's like Rod Seeds. Hold on. Um, oh my gosh. I kept reading it on the, uh, in the episode too, because that woman is so creepy. Um, I'm sorry, would anyone else drop their kids off at... The thing that bugs me is that the daycare was apparently shut down a year ago, according to the story, <laughs> yet she still has a sign up and she still has a room filled with toys and Yeah, and it's right above her door. That's why I'm like I'm trying to think of it real hard right now because it's it's I saw it. It's a white with black lettering, it's like almost cursive, but it's not. It's pretty <laughs> I like see it in my uh you're in like, your mind. Uh-huh. I just, I just watched the episode, <laughs> but um, no, I don't know it. I don't. It's like at this point, um, we lassies and laddies daycare. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> and that always bugged me as well. I mean, supposedly, I guess maybe she was from Scottish descent or something, but she's probably a witch. Maybe. <sighs> Okay, easy one now then. 
in Kill Switch, what is the song on the CD? Twilight oh. time. time. Time, yeah. Correct. <laughs> in Bad Blood, what movie do Mulder and Sheriff Hartwell discuss while sitting in the car on stakeout? Rain Man. Yes. <laughs> And I so wanted to mention that scene as one of my favorite bits of the episode earlier, but I was like, no, that's a question. I've already got to change my kill switch question because we said Invisigoth. <laughs> oh, snap, sorry. <laughs> we just know but, it so well. But I love that scene because they're just sitting there talking about him spoiling the seeds on his lap. Yeah. Like, go watch it, go watch it because oh, okay. there's no point in me just reciting the scene. So everybody just wait until the end of this podcast and then go home and go on Netflix and go watch it. Yes. <laughs> uh, final question for tonight. Uh, question five. In the red and the black, for what reason does well-manicured man believe that Krychek possesses a functional vaccine? Can I repeat that question? Yeah. For what reason does well-manicured man believe that Krychek possesses a functional vaccine? For what reason? It's he's like in a little prison cell and he uses it as a bluff, I believe, too. Um, but why does he? Why is he so certain that Krychek has a vaccine that works? Um, well, he talks to Krychek, right? Um, deliberately. I think he does. Actually, he's, it's a line that one mannequin man says as well. He does actually verbalize um, his reasoning. Because he deliberately... Well, be, yeah, because he infected Dimitri? Yes. That he can, can uninfect him. He says something along the lines of he wouldn't have infected the boy if he didn't have a functional vaccine. Yes. Because I guess it would put Krychek at risk of being infected, too. So he wouldn't want to bring that down with him. Right. Yeah. So. so there we go. That was, yeah. what, four out of five? Not a bad. Well done, my wee lassies. <laughs> God, that, that was that was bugging me. I just remember like L. He's like, I, I, I know the font. I just can't <laughs> tell you what the font says. It's right. twelve font. It's um in not quite black, but a shade of grey. More like coal. Charcoal. <laughs> and judging from the shot where Scully walks underneath it, I'd say the sign is about four and a half feet long. Yeah, four and a half feet long, and you know, and it's and it's really and because of the, the light scale used in the episode, um, it's probably more of a eggshell. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today's show. Uh, please join us next week. We're going to be talking travelers through to the end. So we're mm -hmm. going to wrap up season five. Then after that. It's movie time. Yeah. Uh, so, listeners, uh, please get in touch. Uh, follow in the footsteps of Philippa, man, and uh, go to X-Files, talk X -Files .com, Click on contact. Send us some questions. Send us something to talk about at the beginning of uh, one of the upcoming episodes. Give us something hard. Lots yeah. Hard questions. We'll prepare. And while you're there, please go ahead and click on the Amazon affiliate link. It won't cost you anything extra, but a little bit of the money you spend will come back and support the show. And if you haven't done it already, uh, go subscribe on iTunes. Tell people about this podcast. Please go and leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Get some more people listening to this. Uh, Roy Jessa, how can people follow you? 
Um, they can follow me at uh, on Twitter at Jessa Schlitt, S-C-H-L-I-T-T. I'm at Boston3346. Um, and obviously, X-Files News is, you know, the website URL, yes. as well as the Twitter handle and the Facebook and every other social network you could ever imagine. Yeah. <laughs> they really everywhere. are everywhere. <laughs> um... Yeah, so we have all of those, so you can always follow there to keep up to date with Revival news. Um, nothing new recently, but there should be some new stuff coming out soon, and they're going to finish filming in like a week or two, so. Yep. yep. It's almost so done. So it might actually be done by the time this episode goes up, actually. Yeah, probably. Ooh. September 4th, I think, is the current end date, but it's been extended a couple times, so. Um, okay. Yeah. Going well, into post-production. Yep, not long now. We're getting there. Thank you both very much for coming along. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Don't leave it so long next time. Yeah. I think you're both going to be coming along to help me talk about the movie, aren't you? Yes. Specifically Antarctica. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we will definitely, do, I mean... Do you have something to say about that? <laughs> not just a little bit. A little bit. No, but, like, I've seen that movie at least, like, 82 times. <laughs> she's like a running count that she gets like tattooed on her body well I actually do have a running count because when I was a kid whenever I got sick it was the movie I watched when I stayed home from school and my freshman year of high school I got really effing sick and I still watched it every day so <laughs> that's why the number is so high but anyway can I alright well cool uh, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'm off to sew my mouth shut. Not to protect <laughs> against an extraterrestrial virus, I really am being sued for $446 million. what the doll is up to because she still wants to play revisit her yeah um <laughs> that'd be really disappointing if it was just the x-files rival remember that one doll sort of, hey look what i got for you oh cool it's a bird doll yay <laughs> sees it, she starts shooting it <laughs> she's like oh man it just <laughs> you weren't there Mulder. you don't understand yeah. clearly